Welcome, everybody. Hey, Kev. To episode three. Oh, goodbye, Kev. That just happens every time, doesn't it? Ah! You buy a kitten for internet clout, and they don't even like the internet. Anyways, welcome to episode three of the Rich Apple Podcast, where we uh, hang out, and I talk and play guitar. This one is going to be a little special, because I'm not going to buy a new guitar every single podcast, but today I did. I bought something. Oh, I got to turn the reverb off. I sound like a really important kind of guy. There we go. Let's turn that off. Now it feels a little more casual. This is a brand new. It was born November 30th of 2022, but delayed to get to me because Gibson obviously doesn't ship things the day they're made. They batch a bunch of guitars and then announce them and send them off. So this is the first one in Western Canada of the Gibson 80s Explorer. Uh, beyond like review purposes or anything. I work at the store that sells them, so that's how I know it's the first. It's awesome. We'll play it a lot during this podcast, but uh, last time I noticed there was lots of talking and not that much guitar playing, and then I realized that's what you're supposed to do in podcasts. So this podcast has a trick. It's podcasting like all the others, but then occasionally we play guitar. As it makes it a little bit different, you know? You need a twist and an edge, and that's my twisty edge. This guitar is, it's been, oh, I should mention it's been modified in one way. Um, I drilled a hole in it before I even took it home. The strap button on the Gibson Explorer traditionally is on the back. Like that big silver button there. And um, I didn't want that. My cable's going. It's not the electronics on the guitar that are making that noise. Or it could be the nitro. I learned that it stores static electricity. Anyways. Not going to lie. At first, I forgot my foot was on the wah. And then uh, I was like, hey, that's the wah under your foot. Anyways, yeah, I modified the guitar to put the button up there because I've had many a Explorer over the years now. And the favorite ones I've had, I've had it up there, and it just hangs really nicely on me. I'll make uh, probably a couple of YouTube videos about this guitar, but I may as well, we have an hour on the podcast. Let's get into my history with Explorers, because it's cool. I've been playing guitar for a very long time. I got my first guitar when I was, well, I got it for my birthday when I turned like eight or nine. I think, I want to say nine. And, uh... I didn't fall in love with it right away. Like, I really wanted it, don't get me wrong. But it wasn't good, obviously. It was brand new and nine. So I, uh, what did I do? I kind of hummed and hawed and had lessons, but it wasn't great. And then eventually I kind of got a little more into it, honestly. <gasps> and some stuff happened, and then I got a matter, uh, cool guitar. And then I got really, really into it. And the rest is history with me guitar-wise, but let's talk about Explorers now. My first girlfriend, funny enough, from, like, middle school. Like, we're talking just the first girl that you, like, I want to meet your parents because everybody's really nice here. And we're 11, you know. Her dad was a guitar player, and he had just cool stuff. Like, I think either he had been a roadie for some people over the years, or he was great friends with a ton of people who had. I know that for sure because they would throw awesome parties, and I met all kinds of awesome, nice people. But uh, he had a great guitar collection of cool stuff. I was too young to really appreciate much of the cool stuff, obviously. Like, a, I thought a Strat was a Strat, regardless of the year, you know? But he had one guitar hidden behind a cabinet in, like, way back where. And he would only bring it out, like, once or twice. And one day he was like, oh, dude, I got to show you this thing. And it was, no joke, a 1958 Gibson Explorer. 
And again, I didn't know what that was. Like, it just looked like a crazy shape, and it was really cool, and I thought it was awesome. But um, as I've come to learn over the years, I will never touch another 1958 Gibson Explorer. (laughs) So that's how I first discovered the shape and the type of guitar. For those that don't know, the Explorers were made in 1958, and then uh, they they didn't do great, so they kind of faded away. There's only a, a handful in that first year. They came back in popularity, and then Gibson began resuming making them in like the 70s, and then they've they've made a version of the Explorer since the 70s. This particular one is brand new and kind of 80s spec with the no pick guard, which we'll talk about later. But uh, the first one I ever played was one of those, one of those original 1958s, and I count myself incredibly lucky, even though I didn't get to enjoy it maybe as much as I, of course, would be able to appreciate today. Even at the time, I was like, this is the best guitar ever. Maybe just because it was so hidden and that made it so cool, but whatever, man. It still had the original strings on it, except for the high E, because that broke once. The lore, so good. Anyways, so after that, I didn't get an Explorer for a very long time. The first Explorer I ever uh, kind of had, briefly, a friend of mine had, my good buddy Cam, he uh, he got into playing guitar too, and we wrote a bunch of like heavy metal songs together. His parents bought him an Explorer for his birthday, and they took it over to my place first so I could, like, set it up, clean it up. You know, like, we put, like, the bigger strings on it made it do all the heavy metal stuff. They got a case for it, so they're like, ah, oh, and then, you know, put out some cleaners in there. Like, we kind of went, they bought all of it, but I got to clean it up and make it super cool for them. So that was awesome. It was a Dean Explorer, one of those, uh, like, Indonesian or China ones. Nowadays, they go for a pretty penny. But it had the big V headstock, you know, it was super cool. And he loved it. We both went, we found it at the local music store together, just hanging out. And then uh, his parents got it for him, which was just so awesome. And uh, that was, it was white too, with a big Disturb sticker on it. Oh, I could talk about that guitar for days. I've always loved Explorers. I, however, didn't get an Explorer until about 20, I think it was 2015. I prob- probably 2015 or maybe 2014. Uh, Epiphone came out with the 1984 Reissue Explorer, which was very similar to this guitar. We're talking, it had uh, EMGs in it, which is really cool. And it, the no pick guard, black on black, you know, 80s looking Explorer. So I had to have one. I ordered one on Sweetwater because that was the only way to get one at the time. It showed up at my house white, which is cool, but I didn't order a white one. I uh, when they make the white ones, the white ones still have a black face on the headstock, which means from where you're looking, it's white and black, and that's not all white. If you're gonna get a white one, it should be all white. That's my opinion. It was a really good guitar. I played it for a couple days, but emailed them and was like, "Hey guys, like, gonna want what I bought." They were super cool. I sent it back. They sent me a new one. It was black. It was awesome. That guitar kicked mega ass. I used it to do stuff. Here, let's let's go. Let's change up that good old angle for a bit. Keep this podcasting thing interesting, eh, folks? I use that guitar. I'm not going to show you photos because it's just going to dig through my photos. And let's do that live. Yeah, great idea. But I used it to record stuff. Like, here, I can play original content on a podcast. That guitar is all over this first band demo I did way back when. Let's play it in the background as we keep chatting. We're going to do an ADD podcast where we talk about, like, a million different things at once. And now I feel like a radio DJ. 
but much of the like I think the leads here are probably a Les Paul, but all the rhythms are that Explorer. That thing was so good. The end of the story with that Explorer sucks. I got robbed. And literally one day I came home from work and uh, yeah, my front door was kicked in and a bunch of my shit was gone. Including, uh, I think, three guitars. That Explorer, a uh, Les Paul Studio Junior kind of vibe. That's the one I'm most angry about. And um, what was the third one? Oh, uh, a Flying V, like a fairly affordable Alexi Leho. I, I never replaced that one because I, I didn't use it that much. That one, that one they could have. Um, but the other two sucked because that Explorer was something special. And the Les Paul had some really special stuff sentimentally to me in it, like the pickups I bought off of uh, one of my favorite guitar players, Jed Simon. He had signed them. They were the ones that he had used on like their biggest show ever. Uh, I check Craigslist for that guitar often. But I had insurance, so I was paid for all the things that were stolen. So luckily I could, you know, replace many of them. I ordered another of the Epiphone 84 Explorers because they were still making them, you know, thank God. And it showed up and it sucked. It just was not good. It was, uh, the neck had like a hump in it, I always thought. And I don't know, it just wasn't as good as the one I had, you know? And it was stolen, so that was a, I was still pretty bitter about that probably. Hey Kev, welcome back. Way to show the camera your butthole. That's a cat for you. Oh, I should mention, for those watching live, hey, um, for those not watching live, these are live on Twitch, if you're ever there. Most Sundays, this one's not on a Sunday. That song was called The Lion and Me, if you couldn't figure that out. This one's Chasing the Sun, and I know the Explorers on this one, because this was the heaviest tune we had. We did mostly covers, and then, you know, the occasional bar out in Vancouver. It was a really fun summer, you know? But, anyways, my replacement showed up, and it did not live up. I used it on a bunch of recordings. It was, you know... I still wanted a guitar just like that, and nobody made one like that new, really, except for that one. So I had that one. Cut to years later, I'm just still not into it. It's At this point, it's 2021 or 2020, somewhere in that blur of disaster. Let's go back to full screen. You don't need to watch iTunes play a song. Anyways, oh, and actually, you, you get the point. There's the sound of that guitar I loved back when I used it to record original music in 2014. It was such a great guitar. But anyways, happy ending of the story. Don't worry, we're going to get there. After the uh, replacement sucked ass. Hey, Kevin. I had it for years, though, just out of spite and out of, you know, I don't know. I hadn't, didn't have any better options, it felt. So I used it sparingly, and then when I used it for like a couple band situations here and there, I jammed with one guy and let him borrow it for a while, and then he was a dick, so I took it back. And then um, I it still had that hump in the neck that I always swore was there. Like it felt like it was just in the finish, like the clear coat had a run or something, you know? So one day I was just like, fuck this, and took sandpaper to it and just shaved it right down to bare wood. Like, not down to satin. Like, we're talking, I wanted, I, and I, I saw there was a thicker spot of finish. It may have been because there was an imperfection in the wood and they oversprayed it and, you know, by, by solving something, frayed something else. I don't know. They make thousands of guitars a year, those Epiphoners. But I made it better. The neck was nicer. But I still just like, 
I don't know. Now it's all sanded up and kind of weird. And then I found an Edwards Explorer on Reverb for a good deal. They were starting to climb up in value, I noticed, because everybody seemed to want a guitar like this, you know, the Black Explorer with the metal look. But um, I found one on Reverb. I bought it, and then I sold the Epiphone that I had I was for, like, so cheap. I just wanted it gone. It had no strap buttons. It was just, like, wooden eye bolts into it in, in that spot, of course, so probably going right into the pickup, you know, just... It only had one pickup in it. It had become a bastard. This is a little crackly cable, eh? So that guitar went for cheap, and then I had the Edwards. And the Edwards was dope also. The Edwards was in all kinds of YouTube videos. I don't think I used it on any recordings, but I did use it in the music video for London Fog that I still haven't finished. And, oh yeah, like the Dragula cover, uh, Burn It to the Ground cover, Sad But True. It was a killer guitar. It was great for open C. It was great for drop D. It was great for standard. Hey, Kevin's in the shot again, along with some chips I forgot to clean up. Set dressing. This is my house, yo. But then Gibson went and announced this guitar. And we are 10 minutes into the podcast. The 1980s reissue kind of explorer. And I work at the dealer, so I got the private email, you know, the one that was like, hey, guys, whisper, 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 there's a cool guitar coming. And I shat my pants because I had been talking the entire time I worked at the music store about how if Gibson would ever come up with a guitar like this or one came out on trade, you know, we all have. The guys who work there were into gear, of course. So we have a very short list or a decent list each of stuff that we're on the hunt for, be it vintage, used, and if it walks in through the door one day, which sometimes it does, we all know to like put it aside for that guy or just call him over right away or you know what I mean. We look out for each other. It's fun. And uh, the, the email came in. These were announced. I had to wait till May to say anything to anybody. May 2nd was the launch date. It's the 9th now, so I'm only one week behind the public knowing about this guitar. Felt like forever because I've known this for months. Oh, I'm not good at secrets. But anyways... Today at work, oh, sorry, we skipped, we skipped ahead a little bit. As soon as I knew this guitar was coming, I knew I had to sell the Edwards. I don't know what the value will hap- will be with those guitars in the future because this guitar is out there, but it retails for what it retails for, so it may have no effect on them. It may have a great effect on them. I don't know. All I knew is I needed money, and it was going to buy, buy, it was going to buy me one of these. Therefore, my Black Explorer could go for another Black Explorer. Cut to May 7th, 2023, the day of this podcast and the day I was at work and my buddy Joey walked up with a box labeled Gibson with my name on it that I did not expect. I had been back there because I knew it was coming any day now. We get trucks every Tuesday and Thursday. Today was Tuesday. It left Ontario like, oh, it was like uh, left Ontario last Monday, we think. So I was like, this tracks. It could be here in time. Hello, Kevin. You're messing with the cables too, aren't you? evil little kev so i was watching shipping manifests i was watching this thing like a hawk and then a big pallet showed up with some boxes all over it i saw one gibson box with my name on it and i was like oh it wasn't this one it was a beautiful r9 i ordered for a customer it oh so good and he traded in a murphy lab 58 les paul i like my job because there's cool stuff there always moving on I found the 59, we got that unboxed, I got it ready to go for the guy, and then right as I had finished that up and kind of put it down and called him and was like, hey, it's ready for you, come 
come grab this thing. Sorry, you've been waiting an extra like week and a half and just a whole thing. But uh, it got there. He loved it. He took it home. And uh, right before he came in, Joey came up to the front with another box labeled Gibson. And I was like, I looked at everything. And I guess it was way inside the pallet, standing up or whatever. And he worked his way through it early for me, which is always kind of him to do. And I opened up a perfect Gibson Explorer. Honestly, I had heard a rumor that they were a little bit smaller than your standard Explorer, and that terrified me because what I wanted, what I've always wanted, is an all-black nitro finish Gibson Explorer with like a 24, three-quarter inch scale. I don't know what pickups EMGs, you know, scream, like seem like they might come to mind and obviously scream well. But these 80s pickups are pretty good, and I might get some Fishman pickups. We'll see. But uh, I do want to black out the hardware. That's one thing I want to do still. But before I even stood up and played it, I zip-zapped this into it because you need that to make it stand really well. And you know what? Let's stand up, play a little bit of guitar maybe for a bit because we've been chatting uninterrupted for like 20 minutes. And that's this is the third podcast, but that's already a record. I have my iPhone wedged way up there in the corner, so it's not the best angle ever, I'm sure. Oh, in fact, you can't even see my face. Well, that went well, eh? Maybe we'll move that briefly. Take a technical five. You may also notice there's a bed in here now. For those uh, enjoying the evolution of a set, which I do when I watch a podcast. I love seeing like things grow and build. Not that getting a roommate is necessarily in the right direction, but it's temporary. One of my coworkers needed a place to stay for uh, like a month and a half. So I was like, oh, I have an extra room. <clears throat> it's this one, but still, it's extra. I don't sleep in it. And it's a month and a half, so like, go bananas, right? Why not? Help out before they go move back across the country. That right there is why these pickups might stay for a while longer than I expected, honestly. It is so chunky. Like, and it's, it's like clipping my interface. Like it's clearly got some output to them too. So not that it'll clip every interface ever. If you're watching, this as some kind of a view because you've stumbled upon it for whatever reason of keywords, but, um, I can dial that. It's turned up for another guitar. Don't, don't worry about it. This thing kicks ass, man. It, it resonates better than I expected. Well, not better than I expected. Okay. The reason I set my sights a little low was because of the Epiphone debacle. You know, I had a good one and a bad one. I do have a few Gibson guitars, though, and they're all amazing. I'm still expecting the Switch to be over there, though. I think on my Edwards it was? I don't know. I don't remember. It's so many Explorers. This one's sticking around. I'll tell you that much, unless somebody fucking steals it again. Because the fact it says Gibson on the headstock means that it fits in with the rest of the uh, Gibsons. What do I have in here? We have the Les Paul. My Les I'm going to say the, but they're all mine, technically, because this is my house. <laughs> My Les Paul is a 2014 standard root beer burst. They'll all be on the podcast eventually. So far, my theme is play a different guitar every podcast. 
I have a good collection, but we will allow repeats and whatever I feel like playing. Right now with one per show. Maybe that'll change by the time I run out. Hey, Kevy. Uh, what are the other Gibsons? There's a J45 Acoustic. Hey, no, hiding over there. I have a Firebird I bought from my uh, friend's dad that's so good, man. I always wanted it, and then one day he went to sell it at my work, and I was like, nope, I won't let that happen. And then I bought it. So this is uh, an adding to the Gibson collection, I guess. I have a Kramer if you want to count that. you know. I've, I have one Epiphone because that's the old guitar I got that I thought was super cool that got me into it, my old Zach Wilde Explorer. Yeah, I feel like I must have had the switch over there because I'm reaching for it. We're getting used to this guitar still. I can't play copywritten music on here. And kind of the point of the podcast is not to play as much music as just to play guitar and hang out. I was usually using that big crazy ambient patch on those last two. But, um, yeah, I'll turn on some Echo because Echo's fun. Can you spot the Kevin? Oh, for those interested in what you're hearing, aside from the guitar, it is an Axe Effects 2 with a preset called Crunch Berries. I didn't take it from Metallica, but I took the name from Metallica. It's the Concord M M50 model. And then all that echo and goop and stuff is the Roland GP100 for that Devin Townsend tone. You know what that's about. I do like the switch there, actually. I'm getting as I'm getting used to this. That's that's in a good spot. I know the original 84s. It was a little more here than it is there. And I saw some people on the internet complain about that. It's not there, so it sucks. I'm going to get used to it because where you put the switch is where the switch is. And that, I don't know, feels pretty good. I've also got this thing top wrapped, which I'm stoked on because my Edwards wouldn't top wrap just because of the neck angle and whatnot. The bridge to get the action where I liked it was too low for the brake angle to be top wrapped. This thing, however, top wrapped right away. I'm ordering blackout hardware for it next paycheck. So I was like, ah, if it burrs, because it always burrs when you top wrap something. At least it won't burr the hardware that I'm going to keep on the guitar. But turns out it works perfectly fine. Not an issue in sight. I could even do the double ball trick and all would be fine. Kev, you get stuck inside wires and speakers. And I get so angry when stuff gets unplugged. Ugh. Cats, man. What else? You keep seeing me go for the switch. What else can we talk about before I play some more guitar? The uh, pile of wires here because my OCD hates that it's messy in here is uh, for a microphone preamp I bought that sucked. Not going to say the brand because I have the rest of their stuff and it's really good, but it just had a bunch of noise in it. And it um, I'm sure they're really good, but this particular used one I bought wasn't great. So I uh, brought it back and ordered a compressor instead because for a vocal chain, by the next podcast, hopefully, I would like this microphone into a cloud lifter because that's a great amount of gain. That's what I have right now into a compressor, like a hardware 1176 style compressor. But the issue is the cloud lifter requires pesky old phantom power and the compressor unit I found, a Lindell 76, doesn't supply phantom power upstream like that, of course. So we've got this Apex Power Solutions APP2 that I'll plug in that refrigerator somewhere down there. 
so my microphone will go into the cloud lifter. The cloud lifter will go into the APP2, which will power said cloud lifter. Out of the APP2, we will go into the compressor. Out of the compressor, we will then go into the interface. I have compression and limiting on my voice right now. This is the spoiled part of it. But the compressor is the first one and the most important one, the one you're hearing the most of. The limiter is just kind of leveling. Is so good and such a thing that I have fallen in love with that even clicking it on and off and adjusting it in the computer, I hate doing. So I want a big knob right beside my left hand that I can turn it up and turn it down with because I'm finally confident enough with my use of compressors that I would like that power again. I had a compressor years ago. I wasn't very uh, good with it, so I don't have it anymore because I sold it to pay for rent. I should play something, but uh, we'll go to a clean sound. How about that? That way we can just kind of chill. We stood up for the sake of it there for a bit. Every 20 minutes, standing break. Every 20 minutes, eye break. Every 20 minutes, a, uh, a feet break really adds up on you. By then, you're, you're not working at all. That's a little office reference. I didn't even close the curtains or clean up the chips, man. This was the laziest podcast ever, I guess. Episode three. This time it's down the drain. We'll go to a clean sound. <laughs> hey, Kevy. Someone gets reactive to stress, eh? Let's bring up the screen. Ba-bam. Ba-bam. So what are we going to use for a preset? I've got... Okay, here's Crunch Berries. So just drive, amp, cab. I'll turn off all the goop. There are a couple of UAD plugins I have on my guitar channel. Uh, they're not active right now, so we will actually going to remove the SSL one. Move that course up, because sometimes course is cool. Let's just grab something that is goopy. Clean? That ain't that clean, yo. These are fat pickups, man. They still have a, a bit of top end on them, obviously, but like they're chunky. but that's probably the patch. A lot of times the default Axe Effects patches are quite chunky. Let's go to some of mine. That way I can trust them a little more. Single coil clean? This ain't no single coils, but... There we go. We can hang out with that, right? 
just go back to the main. Oh, a regular guitar. That is that non-Evertune chord. So these are a little bit darker of a pickup, I think. That said, I'm on the neck and the volume is rolled down. They're loud though, man. more goo. Always more goo. To add goo, what do we have to do? We have to unmute the goo and then send the guitar to the goo. Oh, listen to all that goo. Now we're talking oscillating echoes. I'm a fan of this guitar so far, I'm not gonna lie. It's a good sign that we found a way to make it work with my, you know, natural clean tone. Covered in goo. Can't seem to find a way to get my microphone on my desk to play ball, but that's its own thing, I guess. fall you either kev i'll just flip that all around there we go more room for the head stuck more room for the rick stuck you know there you go that was uh, i blew through that story in about 10 minutes flat there 15 somewhere like that and now this is more like the other podcasts where i can uh, breathe and chill i was excited for a new guitar man New stuff is fun. New stuff is cool. Kevin, don't play with that. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. She is a little nightmare, but she's so cute. Also, yes, her name is Kevin for those new to that situation. It's a gender fluid name. Get over it. The setup on this thing from the factory wasn't bad. I mean, the neck had a lot of relief in it, but that's pretty standard for shipping procedure. The uh, action was almost where it is. I jacked it down a little bit, but just a hair. I mean, it was it was pretty. Actually, I ended up I jacked it down a little, and I brought it up, but not by a lot. Hey, sweetie, you bump microphones? You that kind of comedian? We're just gonna get right in the way of my hand when I'm trying to play guitar. Option B, eh? Okay, no, come on. Don't you can't go in the chair. That's not a spot for a cat. You go behind my head. Oh no! Oh, but that cat. She is a vicious. Oh, she's trying to mess with cables. No, Kevy. Get away from the cables. Hang out on the table. That's fine. All right, here. You know what her favorite spot is lately? Let's see if she'll do it on camera. If I'm gonna die. There we go. Oh, don't fall. Don't fall, sweetie. There you go. This side of the shoulders. You remember? I've been trying to train her to be a scarf because that's the best kind of cat you can ever have. And she's not even one yet, so I got my chance. Look at this, see? I'm getting the face love. Also, just panic. But panic turns into love. That's how you adopt cats, man. You just steal them from where they are. They panic for weeks. You traumatize them into loving you. Right, Gavin? Purr into the microphone. 
holy shit, guys. Kevin is purring into the microphone and licked it. That's massive. She hates my roommate still. Uh, she's too new, I guess. That's the problem. You going to hang out there, Kev? Good girl. I can't play guitar while she's like this yet, but we're going to get there, folks. It's only episode three. Can you imagine if the thumbnails were just like me playing guitar? Maybe it's even this black guitar with this like adorable cat right in my face around my neck. I'd click on that video. I click on that video every day. That video's made for me. What algorithm wouldn't suggest me that? Kevin, we're going to blow up TikTok. We're going to blow up the world. Nope. Okay. No claws even. See, we're learning. What a cat, folks. Ugh. Yeah, kept back in October. It's already May. It's gonna be May. Oh, I didn't do the stuff I had to do today at work to win a prize, but they told me we weren't gonna win the prize anyways, so whatever. I'm just making a really silly display, but I'll finish it tomorrow. It's a uh, band and orchestra month at my work, so I uh, just took a bunch of trombones and shit and put them on the wall and made it say May with like a bunch of trumpets and a flute. It was, it's so stupid, it's good. I, I had an explorer up on the wall for the Y, but that's not banned in Orchestra Month, which they argued with me about, but we're a guitar store, so like, ugh. But I, I need to redo the Y, it all sold today anyway, so it's a disaster. I gotta do my thing. Oh, we're 30 minutes into the podcast. I'm gonna take five and go pee and refill my water jug. I will be back in literally five minutes with some more guitar shenanigan. Oh.
during the break, I checked the chat. There's somebody there. And they asked if I take song requests. The answer is no. Uh, I think they figured that out. But asking about song requests, I should tell the story of last night's jam I went to. There is a jam I go to somewhat often. It happens far more often than I'm out there. But uh, it's called the Dirk Diggler Jam. It happens over at the Captain's Cabin Pub in, uh, in Mission there every, pretty much every second or third Monday. It's always fun. The house band there, Dirk Diggler, uh, plays like a bunch of 80s music that I love. Lately, I've noticed it's actually a lot more like 90s and even hits of today. They're kind of just one of those bands that plays a lot of songs you like. But back in the day, they were an 80s hair metal kind of tribute, especially. And I always dig that stuff. So I love to pull out the rat and the, you know, winger, even if I can, if, every once in a while. But I went there a couple weeks ago. And actually, some buddies of mine wanted to get together and do some Nickelback tunes. Specifically, Animals and their version of Saturday Night's Alright for Fighting. Two songs that kick mega ass. So I was like, yeah, I'll sing and play, you know, the, the Chad part any day of the week. Buddy Adam learned the drums of it. Marcel, my great coworker, who played uh, the guitar solo for Sabbath True, learned the bass and all the background vocals. And our other friend Scott learned the other guitar part. And we went up there. We hammered out animals. We did Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting. And during Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting, there's an ending. Like I said, we can't play copywritten music on stream. But let's just say they repeat, you know, Saturday, 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 a number of times to a melody that's very simple and very catchy. So... All the guys on stage are going, Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. Like, you know, we're having a fun time. The bar's bumping. I'm screaming at the audience to sing along. And the guys in the front row are. They're loving it. A couple rows back aren't singing yet. But by the end of it, I'm like, fuck you. Let's fucking go. Like, I'm getting right into it. And then they're all in it. We, we had fun. Everybody had a great time. I get off stage. Uh, that was my last song was Saturday night. So I, like, unplug my guitar. I'm like, and you know what? Fuck you if you didn't sing. Because, like, fuck you if you didn't sing. That was awesome. Okay? We all were having fun. Even if we sucked, which I don't think we did, say the Saturday part. Have fun. You're out. Live your life, for fuck's sakes. So, I don't know if you can tell where I'm going with this, but it didn't go great. Some fucking guy cornered me later and told me I was a loser for swearing on stage. And I was just gassed, man. He did it in a way that I couldn't respond to him at all. It was, uh, I won't get into that. But I was so shocked that someone would try to tell me what I couldn't, couldn't say on stage, let alone the fact that, you know, 95% of the people there, 99, if you count, you know, regular heads like the rest of the fucking world. Sorry, I'm kind of worked up still. Loved it. The one guy was like that vulgar language, man. That, that brought the whole vibe down. Like, you, it's an open mic. You killed it. Nobody wanted to go after you. But the guys I was playing with stayed and did more songs and then like other bands. The night went great. I stayed for far longer. It was a fun time. But anyways, this guy hated it. He just hated me. So uh, he let me know that. I was going to set out the following jam anyways. I didn't have any plans for it. But then this happened. And I went, well, now I don't want to sit out because if he's there again, you know, I'd like to say hi. And then I thought, you know, if he's there, I don't want to just say hi. It's a fucking stage. So I text Adam, because Adam's a great drummer, and was like, hey, you think you can learn a song? And then I texted Scott, and I was like, hey, you think you can learn a song? And then uh, Adam was like, hell yeah. Scott was like, no can do, but here's a guy. And then Steve learned it, and it was great. We were a three-piece band. 
And uh, we went up on stage, and I'm, this guitar is not in the tuning, and we can't play the song anyways. But I spotted the gentleman. He had come in earlier in the night, and everybody knew what had happened, basically. Uh, like the fact that he had told me off in such a rude and arrogant way, like a total Karen vibe. Anyways, it had gone around. The story had gotten around. And a couple of people were like, who is he? Who is he? Who is he? And I'm like, I'll point him out if I see him. But uh, I got this, guys. All's going to be fine. So the guy comes in. Other people come in with him. Everybody's great. They even, like His friends played. They're good. Anyways, he left before I got on stage, unfortunately. So the story doesn't have a grand finale climactic end. Like, there's a bar fight and everybody kicked ass. Nobody fought. Nobody was even there. I was just still so upset I performed out of spite anyways. So it's my turn to go up. We all run up there. I'm like, ah, this is going to be fun. Uh, We've all learned one brand new song. The fun for me of Jam Night always is to do something new. Like, it's fun to play the songs that I know how to play and get up there with somebody else I haven't played with before. And it's Jam Night. It's supposed to be new. It's a jam, you know? So I like to come with a, a surprise, though, here and there. And the surprise of the night last night was Puddle of Mud's She Hates Me. Because I figured if I'm not allowed to swear on stage, which is just that one guy's rule, by the way, everybody else loves it. That's as close as we're going to get. I uh, I played that song pretty good. We all had fun. Before I started it, I made sure to dedicate it to the anonymous man with the poor taste, you know, or words of that effect. And uh, the people fucking ate it up. Everybody that knew the story, of course, ate it up because I played it close to my chest. Like the, the details of the song and whatnot. Like I did want to surprise. Jam Night's fun for surprising shit, right? So we start playing, and everybody's chuckling, and then by the end of it, they're all singing along, right? She hates me, la 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 la. All that. It's a fun song. Everybody loves that song. That's a jam song, man. Four chords and distortion. It's all you need. So we play the song, and it gets to the very end where it's like, la 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 love, trust. And I'm not going to say it on the podcast, but I, let's say his name's Frank. I went... Frank, and everybody liked it, and it was just a wonderful, you know, wholesome kind of ending to a saga of frankly bullshit. And then I got a guitar, and now my roommate is home, so this is their room now. Do you want me to stop? No. Okay. You want to be on camera? You don't have to move. I can just flick it to another camera. This place is fucking magic. Oh, that's terrifying. Yeah, she sleeps here. Yeah. Okay, you chill. You don't have to do anything. I'm only going to be another uh, 20 minutes or so. So all will be good. I thought you were home at like 9.30 tonight, maybe. I don't, I don't pay attention to your schedule. I tell you, so. Well, I assumed. I don't care. Cool. Okay, go make food or something for yourself. Be a grown-up. Okay. You can have it and do your thing. I had to move a couple of remotes to put my laptop here and do this stuff, but everything's like pretty much where you want it. Oh, can you put this cheese in the fridge? The perks of having an assistant, folks. Not a secretary, though. Not making that fucking mistake. <laughs> nope. I saw somebody do that once, and it was... Well, I didn't... We won't get into that. We won't get into that. But uh, fuck that guy also. Okay, I need to stop uh, talking about things that could get me in trouble. This guitar kicks ass. Seriously. Fucking... 
I'm learning now that the clean tone's half decent, so that's fresh information. Okay, what have we done so far on this podcast? That threw me out of it a tiny bit, not gonna lie. Uh, I've told two stories. Buying all these explorers and falling in love with them and uh, getting robbed and all that shenanigan. Oh, one part of the story I forgot about the, the uh, she hates me thing was uh, all of my friends there happened to be there for uh, uh, something else. Well, one of my buddies owns a business and whatnot, and then a bunch of his friends were there, and there was a lot more people that I peripherally knew than you know I would usually know at an event like this. And uh, sometimes I have some bigger guys with me, so I'm always ready to say some dumb shit, but none of my big dudes were there. So I was like, okay, I got all this dumb shit planned and I'm not going to puss out, so let's see what happens. And then one of the guys was like, you know all these guys are the Canadian Rifle Owners Association, right? Like, and, and you're fine. We love you. So, um, yeah. Life's grand. Today I also screamed at a KFC worker. They suck there. Ugh. I'm not going to my local KFC again. I love KFC. But uh, apparently the local one, man, it's been going downhill. Order fucking... I'm just going to tell the story, because that's what Bill Burr would do on his podcast. That's a podcast I enjoy. So you order food on an app that's supposed to be for... Deli- not for delivery, granted, but for pickup. So all they got to do is be on time. I ordered at, like, uh, noon-ish for pickup at 1.30. And I was like, oh, that's plenty of time, you know? Go on the app. The app sucks, but whatever. We get through it. I want the KFC and I want the deals, you know? So one, you know, 20 rolls around, whatever. I end up, I walk over to KFC because it's a little bit of a jaunt down the road and I'm not driving to work right now because why not? I didn't know this was coming today. Some days I drive, some days I don't in the summer. It's not summer yet. As close as we might be. Oh, there's no wall on this preset. I went to do a thing. Anyways, get over to KFC and the food is not there. And this lady behind the counter is like, we didn't get your order. I'm sorry. And I was like, okay, it says like confirmed and everything. So I just pull up the app and I'm like, well, here, it was supposed to be this and it was supposed to be ready for 1.30 and like it's 1.34 or whatever right now. Like I'm not on the dot. I'm a couple minutes late. I'll give them that. But they're like, oh, we didn't get this order. So we'll get on it. And I was like, oh shit, I don't have time. Like KFC takes a long time, great, you know, for fast food. It's not walk in, walk out. So I'm like, I can I just get a refund then, actually? Because I, I don't have time. Sorry, I appreciate it. But if you didn't even get started, let's just not do this. You know, let's call it here. This seems like a pretty good way to do it. And then she, like, got somebody else. And I was like, oh, yeah, no, like, I I don't. I I know how long this is going to take. And I'm not, I'm not going to be here that long. So let's kibosh this. And can I get a refund, please? And then she's like, oh, no, we have all the food. It's just not. And then I was like, well, then why don't I have the food? And then she left, and then they got the manager. This person must have been the manager. And then they were like, well, well, like they tried to talk me down a little bit of, you know, not getting the food. And I was like, well, no, I I would just like a refund at this point. You know, I, I, I know the, you guys don't have the food, so, like, 
I, I don't know if you're making it now, but I've been saying for the past, and at this point it had been like five minutes. I'm like, I understand five minutes is a short period of time, but I've been like, well, if you, you told me you didn't get the order. You didn't even start until right now. So I don't want this. This is not the day we're having. I like, let's not make this food. You know, you didn't start. Let's not start now. So anyways, by the end of it, the manager's like, it was ready here at 1.30. You were here, you know, 1.34. And I was like, that's new. And I was like, well, then where, what happened to that food? And she's like, well, nobody wants cold fries. You want cold fries? And then I told her to fuck herself and I left. I'm not going to lie. So I uh, got on the phone (laughs) and called KFC, got a refund because at the store level, they can't even do a refund for it. So she could have just been like, oh, that's fine. Sorry, we didn't get your order. If you call this number, here's a refund. No. Oh, I forgot a detail. They didn't have the food. Like the items I ordered weren't there either. So I was like, I don't, please don't make anything then. Like, I I don't even know what you're going to try to give me. Ugh, lunchtime, man. Went to McDonald's. There's your other honesty hour story. In the last 10 minutes of the podcast, let's talk about why there wasn't a podcast on Sunday. And that's because I was a lazy piece of shit. What a story. That didn't last 10 minutes. Um, I was going to do one last night. That was all Sunday. I was like, oh, it's fine. I'll just do it on Monday. And then Monday rolled around and halfway through the day, I was like, I got to go insult that asshole tonight. Shit. So then I did that instead and had way more fun. And then this guitar showed up today, and I was like, I still haven't made the podcast. A couple days late, won't kill anybody because nobody watches this yet. Leave a comment, maybe, if you do. That's how I'm going to get you. Like and subscribe, all that jazz. You know. Everybody knows this is YouTube. Oh, is that person still on Twitch being like, play this song? No, they left. Well, who saw that coming? Also, my delay has gotten a little bit worse, but we're learning about stuff. My definition went up. This should be the first uh, podcast episode that is in 1080p. And if it's not, that's because I fucked up. But if it is, it took you 50 minutes to notice. This guitar is a little bit dark. But like I said, I want that's you know that's the neck pickup. Let's give it that. Let's try to turn down the bridge. Oh, there we go. Damn. That's not copyrighted because I came up with it years ago. This thing, man, that just surprised me again. This is what it's like when you buy a guitar based off of an email that you just think you're going to really like, and then turns out you do. Fuck. Showed up when I was at work, so I couldn't really play it. Like, I played it more than I should have today. Don't get me wrong. (coughs) I tried not to. We were working, you know? I didn't refill my water either. I forgot. I gave my cats water and food and then forgot to uh, nourish myself. Some people will call that being a good owner. I would call that being a bad grown-up. Man. 
I don't know if I'm going to switch out these pickups for at least a while. How about that? It definitely needs black hardware. So there'll be some tuners on it, hopefully, not too long from now. I don't have any cover songs planned with this song in the near future or anything. I didn't know how long it was going to be till it showed up. Sometime, I was warned by my boss. I, I ordered it, like I said. They announced last week, but I ordered it like two months ago, maybe? Something like that? When it was just a, an email. And he was like, ah, buddy, like, I know you want one, and of course you're going to get it because it's official and, you know, you, it, it's, it's going to happen. But, you know, the last time, sometimes these guitars can take a long time. You never know. At this point, it's an email. And I was like, well, I already sold the other one, buddy, so take my, you know, money. Let's run. And uh, we ordered it up. And then it showed up so fast. And he was like, I didn't see that coming. That's amazing. Everything's better. So Gibson kicks ass now. They announce things that are cool right when they come out. Um, the new CEO released this his first day of being CEO. So I can't help but think that's fucking awesome. And maybe he's a good dude. Because I have been dreaming of a guitar like this. Frankly, at a price point similar to this. Like, the pandemic made everything pretty crazy. It, obviously, everything's $1,000 more than it used to be, basically. And in guitar land, unfortunately, that that's almost true. Like, it literally is like a $1,000 increase, maybe, of where this guitar would have been expected to land in 2019 or 2018. But it's not. So welcome to the shitty future, everybody. This guitar costs 3000 and something. I can't remember exactly. I didn't pay that because I worked there. Woo! Anyways. We're almost out of hour, and I did a fucking Ric Flair woo. So I think that's the end of a podcast, folks. This has been episode three. This has been my brand new to me. And fuck it, brand new to anybody, man. These things are new. 1980s Gibson Explorer. This one was made in 2022. That's pretty neat. And, uh... We're going to keep it five ever, because that's what I said last time. But this one's made in the USA. Anyways, see you later.